G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, and today I wanted to take you deep inside where are the new train stations coming to for Perth and what's their timeframes, what's the typical benefits to an area of gaining a new train station and how this, I guess, fits into a strategy that you might take for buying in these areas And I also give you my top three suburbs that combine both a better proven history of performance with where a train station is coming. So lots to cover, really great topic, and let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. There's one school of thought to follow where new train stations are being put in the hope that it'll improve the future growth for that area. And there's another that says to follow the proven history of performance for those suburbs that already have the infrastructure in the hope that that desirability is already there and will continue to bring buyers to an area and demand for an area. I think both schools of thought can work and they're certainly better than buying in a random suburb or a suburb that you already live. The more research that you put in to stack the odds in your favour, the better that you're likely to do. And I've also looked at, for the purpose of this episode, suburbs that have performed the best over 30 years and tried to see if any of the suburbs that are getting train stations ahead, which which would be my top three areas getting a new train station so that I could combine the past history of reasonable performance with the future benefit of a coming train station. So I'm going to try and combine the best of both schools of thought and Choose a top three suburbs for you to buy based on history and the new train stations. So what does a train station do for an area? It's not just an improvement to the transport infrastructure and and the accessibility of an area. And certainly that does add to a property, uh, an overall suburb and individual properties desirability. But it's also in many cases that the town planning involves creating a centre of a business precinct around a train station and this can really add amenity to a suburb and also increase jobs for the area too, which further adds to the desirability of the location. All these factors, I guess, contribute to the overall desirability for residents and unless, of course, your property is directly across the road from a station as the stations often cause traffic and parking congestion and would decrease the desirability if you're backing directly onto one. So don't buy directly (laughs) adjacent to a train station. And if you happen to already be there and where one is located, then it may be worth considering selling out sooner rather than later if you're planning to sell. Otherwise, you hopefully the, the benefit will outweigh the negative. 
I usually see that a train station contributes to increasing buyer interest throughout its overall cycle from initial announcement when the government, you know, waves its flags and, and tells everyone that they're doing it to while it's being built and people can see, yes, it's really happening, there's construction taking being done. And then when it's finished, there's obviously the big buzz around, we've finally got a station, this is really going to help the area. And then ongoingly when it just gets normalised, there's benefit in desirability because you can get to work quicker, you've got these other amenities close by and for people moving into the suburb for a job perhaps in the, in the commercial area if it, if it has one around the station. So it is hard to quantify the exact benefit and it does occur over time and then ongoingly. But my guess is after seeing the impact of various stations in the past that it probably adds 10% in annual growth over the time it's probably 5 to 10% in annual growth over the, the shorter term when it's actually being announced and being built. And obviously in our market over the last five years, some of these suburbs uh, and many areas have been decreasing in value. So it might have actually been the difference to holding their values up higher than they would have otherwise dropped. So it's a, it adds to the factors that are influencing price growth in an area it doesn't necessarily work in isolation so the overall market cycle that's occurring is obviously the strongest factor and then there's other factors that contribute to desirability that we've covered some of them in our last episode a few few or two ago such as location to the beach rivers schools and the city for example i then expect ongoingly after that 5 to 10% over the time that it's being built to have possibly a 1% impact in the long-term annual growth rate, which is nothing to be sneezed at. And I don't have any empirical long-term study to back this up and it's very difficult to analyse because it's never just one factor. It's hard to isolate that one factor. But I know for sure that it it depends on how much it improves these factors, how much that desirability improves for the area. And I'm certain that having a station will improve the prospects for growth over over not having a station at all. What's happening as far as the timeline goes for various stations around Perth? Let's unpack this now. So in order of what is more recently ahead to what's longer term we've got the forest field airport link which began in 2014 so a very big project as far as the timeline goes and it's not set to open until 2022 so we're getting there we have the airport station which is expected in late 2021 which will be the first that they plan to open that will see great benefit for new arrivals and then we've got a Redcliffe station at Dunreath Drive in 2022, the High Wickham station at Dundas Road opening 2022. And it was great to see that they renamed that High Wickham station as opposed to Forestville because it is actually located in High Wickham. So it was a bit silly that they named it Forestville to begin with. 
But Forest will, will also benefit from the station as well as Maida Vale there that are all going to be close by. And when I look at how much it will help the area, it is going to be a big change and a big benefit because there's no train stations serving that route at all at the moment. Maybe Redcliffe, it, it's not as hard to get a, across to Bayswater perhaps, but you've still got a reasonable drive. And, yes, so High Wycombe and Forestfield area have not had a train station in the past at all. So potentially the benefit to, the, to those areas is going to be much greater than, than where they put a new train station in, in a gap between two others. Coming up next, timeline ahead is we've got the Yanchip Rail extension being done, and that's expected completion is 2022 as well. So there's going to be new stations in Alkamos, Eglinton and Yanchip. And the surrounding suburbs will also benefit in Jindalee and Two Rocks. And you'd consider that's going to be a pretty major benefit as well for them, for those areas, because they haven't had a rail in the past either. I generally would be hesitant about buying in areas that have lots of land supply coming on ongoingly. So that does rule quite a few of those suburbs out. And I will give you my top three later on as to the top three suburbs that have both a station and a better proven history of growth. So you have to hold out to the end of the episode. <laughs> now, coming up next in our timeline, we've got Lakelands, which is near Mandra, opening in 2023, and that will benefit areas such as Medora Bay, Meadow Springs, Singleton and Golden Bay. So that'll help the area down there, but there is also some stations already on that line, maybe a lesser benefit than some of the others I've mentioned already. Moving on to the next one, we've then got Thornley Coburn Link, which is expected completion in 2023 as well. And this will see the Mandra and Armadale rail lines being linked, as the name suggests. And the majority of the... We've actually got two stations going into the Canning Vale area, which is at Nicholson Road and Ranford Road. And this, will, I think, will also benefit the employment industrial area that's in Canning Vale, as well as the residential area. And the state government's got a fair bit of owned land around there that they're going to probably open up to make a, an employment hub as well. So other suburbs that will benefit are Thornley, which already has a station, and Jandicott. And then when we look further along the timeline, we've got the morley Allenbrook line, which is set to open in 2024. There's going to be stations at Allenbrook, Whiteman Park, Malaga, Noranda and Morley. So the surrounding other suburbs that all benefit are places like Balladura, Cavisham, Dayton, Brabham and Averley. And it's going to be a real benefit, I think, for these suburbs because they don't have rail at the moment. And it's going to be pretty convenient with a 30-minute journey from Allenbrook into the CBD. And passengers will also have access to Midland and the airport on that line too. 
So there is a planned uh, potential station for Bennett Springs to be built at a later stage, and they're looking at redeveloping the Bayswater station too at a, at a later stage on that line. Next in our timeline is the new Midland station. So there is an existing station which is very old in Midland, and they've been expanding the township there. And it's meant that it's outgrown that existing older station. So instead of refurbishing the existing station, which would cause a massive disruption, they're they're building a new station. So that'll really, I think, modernise Midland and and also contribute to the overall redevelopment that's going on in there. And that's set to open in mid-2025, so quite far ahead. Now, the last two is we've got Byford extension to the rail which hasn't been given any time frame. Sorry, Byford, uh, Cardup, Whitby and Darling Downs areas that will all benefit from that when and if that occurs. And there's supposed to be a new Carnup station, which is down around Golden Bay, Singleton and Secret Harbour. So that hasn't been given a time frame either. And the Lakelands was given the go-ahead in priority to that. So I guess all of these projects show that there's a lot of money being invested in infrastructure and we do have a decent pipeline ahead for jobs and over the next two to three years, which is also contributing to our cycle uh, likely lasting that long, just one of the many contributions as well as mining and, and other factors that are adding to the jobs. Now... Play a little drum roll in your car or on your lap <laughs> because I've then looked at, out of all these suburbs, which of them has had the strongest proven history over 30 years so that we can combine that uh, proven history with some benefit of the new train station coming to select what are the top three suburbs out of all these areas that are not only getting a train station but also going to be influenced and benefit from the train stations. And the top three that I came up with was the top one was Redcliffe. That has had the highest uh, proven history of growth in the past and it's got the one of the more sooner stations due to open in 2022. The next one was High Wycombe. So... Got a fun little place for High Wycombe, having done a, a little development there in the past, and it's a it's a great little suburb. And the third one was Morley. So even though the station isn't as well located for Morley as it could have been, it would have been a big would have meant a lot of disruption to take the station into the Galleria, but it'll definitely help the overall suburb benefit from increased accessibility and other amenities coming around it. So that's the top three. We've got Redcliffe, High Wycombe and Morley. So Morley and High Wycombe are very similar in their histories of growth and Redcliffe was a a notch above the two to others. So I hope you find that useful either if you've got a property in those suburbs or if you're looking to select a suburb based on a new train station, consider doing so. And there's the suburbs that I would choose. Thanks for listening and catch you on the next one.